going on, everybody? Happy Monday. I am here with my trusty producer, Rochelle. Hello. So I have a question. Sometimes people um, ask me questions about you. Can I ask you one? It's not that personal. So one of our 10 presenters who was a former ASNIC, he was... He's now dating this girl that he was talking to online. You encouraged him to just ask her out to say, I don't want to be your pen pal anymore. I want to meet up. Okay. Now he's dating her. So he's like very oh, indebted to you. They're dating? Yeah. <laughs> I remember him. Yeah. He like, he's like, Nick's the best. But um, he wants to know what you eat because he says you look so good for your age. He's like, I bet a lot of other people want to know too. Uh, I... I don't. I mean, Do you I eat really healthy. Nah, not really. <laughs> I hate to say that. What? It is a deal with the devil. Uh, I, I, I listen. As I get older, I definitely become more uh, conscientious. Conscientious. Oh, fuck. Close. <sighs> so close. I, as I get older, I become more uh, aware of what I put into my body. I yeah. have a vegetable smoothie every every morning. Every morning. See, that's. I blend uh, spinach, a banana, uh, blueberries, uh, a little bit of orange juice. But I, I don't really need the orange juice because that's like sugar I don't yeah. need, but I, I put a little flavor in it. Ice. Yeah. Um, what kind of blender do you have? Uh, I have a, a ninja. Oh, nice. And uh, I drink that. And I drink the whole pitcher. Celery. People say celery is like yeah. superfood. Good for you. And um, The whole pitcher? I drink the whole pitcher. Oh, God. And it's a, uh, I mean, I, eat, I drink that every morning. And you don't drink a lot. Water or alcohol? Alcohol. I do not drink a lot of alcohol. Yeah, that probably helps. Um, yeah, listen, I everything in moderation. I try to, I I try to not eat sugar. Try to not eat sugar. No sugar in coffee. Like all the things. Yes. Like I and I have a sweet tooth, man. Like I really, it's, I love sugar. Yeah, but it's sugar kills you. Yeah, Kill, sugar sh soda sugar. I don't eat any diet stuff like diet coke. Okay. No, no diet stuff. Like okay. listen, if you. Uh, that's that's terrible for you. Okay, It'll well, rot you your insides. Your, heard um, first, I also have been blessed with a high metabolism, but yeah. Um, but you work out a lot. I, I work out a little bit every day. A little bit every day. Shavings, makeup, it's, I do. I you really do. I don't work out more than forty five minutes a day. Really smart. But when I do, like I every single day. Yeah. I don't like going to the gym because I don't like wasting that time. Yes. So I either uh, use, uh, yeah, I just, I, I, I try to get in, do it right away. I go yeah. run for a little bit or I'll do like plyometrics or I'll box outside. I have a use little. Use an app. Oh yeah, you box. Yeah. Um, And I just try to get a, a workout, a sweat and I'm gonna try to get the blood going. And I don't like pump iron, you know, like. I don't, you don't. I lift weights, but I'm not like, <laughs> you know, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm some sort of like. That's pumping iron. <laughs> moderately you know yeah um, it's really just a that little moderate bit, lifestyle it's a, a little bit each day it goes wow. a long way okay and then one other question and i'm only asking this because she's emailed me a couple times and last time she sounded a little upset she wants to know <laughs> on the bachelor do you get an itinerary of where you're going do you know where you're going to be traveling to or is it all last minute it's all last minute <gasps> especially if you're like part of the cast and even as the the lead they don't tell you no Oh. They tell you 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 find out before them, but they want an authentic reaction. Oh, that's you know they yeah. want to tell you when you're on camera for the yeah. first time, so you go, "I've never been to Finland. This is so cool." <laughs> you know, it's yeah. You know, that's that's, oh, that's, that's that is that is why they they do that. Yeah. It's not just to fuck with you. It's they want authenticity. Yeah. 
Thank you for indulging. And that has been uh, Ask Nick about his life. Yeah. Yeah, well, keep uh, keep those. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe should we start doing... Uh, a couple questions, uh, uh, yeah. Like, uh, you know, especially with my questions with Nick or Ask Nick, it's always ask me questions that I can help you answer. Right, right. Less bachelor stuff, but if you, if maybe we will uh, do. I know I had to sneak that. And and, I mean, it's fine. I I don't. I feel like we've like even that. I feel like I've answered that some way. This woman really wanted to know. <laughs> okay. Well, now you know. I don't. I feel like it's not that exciting. But okay. <laughs> yeah. If it makes you guys happy. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. speaking of what? when we said the fan name was Wi-Fi, some people we got kind of a negative reaction. We were talking Wi-Fi is like Wi-Fi, V-I-F-I. What do they think we were going to do? People kept thinking it was Vi-Flies. <laughs> what, okay, if it was, is that bad? <clears throat> Vi-Flies? I don't know. People didn't like it. So other options are the V-Hive. Oh, oh, because like the Beehive won't get on RS for that one. <laughs> Ripping off Beyonce. Or uh, people said filers. So I don't know. Weigh in if you're listening. The your Vi Hives. What's wrong with the Vi Hives? The V Hives. It's like really ripping. I mean, do we have that Beyonce clout? I don't know, man. I feel like. Uh, what's wrong with Vi Fives? What was the problem? I don't know. People were just like, they seem not excited. So. I just wanted to put it out there. You guys really want to be filers? I like filers. I mean, hey, listen, it's whatever. I mean, you guys let us know. Yeah, let us know. We just want to make a t-shirt for you. <laughs> well, we have another fantastic episode. Yeah, let's get to it. I think you're going to really enjoy it. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys, by the way. Uh, don't forget to send in your questions at asknick at chaosmedia.com. And uh, we could use some probably five stars. Yeah. I'm sure we could. I don't look, but I would really someday someday we'll get back up to five stars. Yeah. Anyways, uh enjoy this episode, guys. I love y'all. What's your time with Nick? Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. How's it going? Pretty good. My name's Annalise. I'm twenty two. Hi Annalise. Hi. How can we help? Hi, how are you guys? Pretty good. Thanks for asking. See, you do get asked. By our callers, <laughs> not necessarily some of our guests. Uh, how can we help, Annalise? Um, okay, so I sent like a, a ridiculous long long email, so I'll like shorten it. There we go. Um, <clears throat> my whole life, I've had like a super complicated relationship with my mom. Okay. Um, basically from the time I was born. Uh -huh. um, she kind of wanted like the cheerleader, ballerina daughter, and I just like wasn't that. Um, and throughout like high school, college, like we just had a really, really complicated relationship. Um, and we just fought like just constant fighting, um, just constant, like I wasn't really enough, just constant, like, I just was never really the daughter that she kind of like imagined herself having. And I'm the only girl out of two boys and I am the oldest. So like, obviously the oldest is like the test subject of all the kids. Um, so my parents were kind of just like winging it as they went with me. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, I was so lucky to have like the best dad and the best brothers in the world. Just like my mom, I've always had like a really hard issue with. And recently my brother, who is like my best friend in the whole world, um, he left for the army. And so like my person, like I've always had is gone. Um, and I don't really like have that person to confide in. And like the person that like really, really like gets me when it mm -hmm. comes to my mom 
is like gone. So I was just kind of like, my question was like, how do I, how do I like deal with her? How do I deal with such a, like, I can't just cut her out of my life. I've tried. We went like a year without talking. You tried to um, put your mom out of your life? Yeah. Yeah. You didn't talk for a whole um, year? Oh. Yeah. We didn't talk for like a year and a half. Um, and who initiated that? Uh, in a sense, she kicked me out, but she didn't really like have the like the power to kick me out because like how old were you? I was nineteen. Okay. You were um, living at home. I was living at home, yeah, and like she doesn't work, so she like didn't really have the power to kick me out. So my dad was like, "You don't have to go. Like you you can stay here as long as you want." But my mom was like, "You have to go." So your your so parents, I left. Like, and but your parents are like are they're married? They're still together. Yeah. Yeah. My parents, like, it's actually, it's a really complicated situation. Like my dad, like my parents have separated over like me before, like my dad has left her. Um, like my brothers have left before, like it's because of my mom. <laughs> um, she just has tended like over the years to be like a really complicated person to deal with. My dad doesn't believe in divorce though. Um, he's like a really, really like hardcore Catholic. Okay. Sure. Um, and so he just like, they've separated and they've always just like, they've just worked it out. Um, what was the reasoning that your mom wanted to kick you out? So I went away to college for a year and some stuff happened. And it's just like, it just wasn't like the scene for me. Um, it was like a really small town and I'm from Chicago and I'm like, I'm from like a bigger city. And like, I went to this school called um, SFA, which is in this town called Nacogdoches, Texas. Which is like the smallest like town in the world, and it's like, it just like wasn't the place for me. Mm -hmm. And um, like again, like she really, really has always like tried to live her life vicariously through me because like there were a lot of things that she didn't get to experience when she was my age. So like, it just blew up when I decided not to go back. And I was just like, in her eyes, I've just always been like the biggest disappointment possible mm. and like she's told me that like sure. it's not just it's not just like me being like oh my gosh like no like she's told me that um so like it just like that's where it all like came to a head so and, you were living like, at home but you didn't talk for a year you were living no no, no. i was living at home and that's where it came to a head yeah and that's where she pretty much like told me i had to leave okay so i left I just, I figured it out. I just moved out. Um, I got a place with some roommates for a year and like, I kept in contact with everyone except my mom. Like, and that's where like my brother has been my best friend my whole life. I kept in contact with my dad. I kept in contact with everyone. What um, are, what are your brothers? You so you have two other brothers. You have your one brother you're very close with who's now serving in the military and then your dad yeah. and you have another brother. Yeah. When you are exiled, so to speak by your mother, like what, what conversations are they having with your mom? Um, basically like it was really hard for me to leave them there because basically like they were, so my dad travels a lot for work. Okay. So I kind of like left my brothers in this like ticking time bomb of like my mom, like just getting ready to like explode on them at any moment. So like that was really hard for me because like I just left, I felt like I kind of like stranded them there. Um, and they kind of, it was just kind of like this, like tiptoeing around each other for what's, a really, really long. Time. What's their relationship with your mom? Um, I guess it's like, I, I guess it's civil. 
I guess everyone's relationship with her is pretty civil. I mean, none of us by any means have like a really close relationship with her. None of us go to her for anything. Um, what are you? So I guess because you're you're painting this picture of you know, it's, I mean, it's uh, quite honestly hard for me to relate, and 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 because it's it's it sounds a bit tragic, and so I am sorry you're going through this. But what is your hope? I guess because it sounds like you've come to grips with like your mom is just kind of a nightmare and like no one really gets along with her, including your brothers and your dad. And then you have a slightly more contentious relationship with your mom because of this projection of like you not being the daughter she wanted to be. Yeah. But I guess what is, I mean, I listen, I get it that you haven't given up on maybe having a relationship with your mom. Is that true? Or what is your hope? I guess, what are you trying to at this point, what is what do you really want? Is it just stability with your brothers and your and your father? Is it the hopes of a relationship with your mom? Like, what's your goal? I guess, like, truly, I don't really know what I want when it comes to my mom. Um, a lot of it I do for my dad and my brothers because uh-huh. it, like, it truly just, like, kills my dad that, like, there's not, like, stability for all of us. And I know that it's, like, harder on him than any of us. So, like, any effort that I do make, it really is, like, for them. So truly for me, like, I actually don't know what I want when it comes to my relationship with my mom. I know that, like, I for sure don't want to, like, just, like, cut her off. Because I am young. I mean, I'm only 22. And, like, I do have hope that, like, I guess she'll, like, maybe come around one day. Um, yeah. And, like, I am so young that, like, I, I do want to have a family one day. And I don't want, like, my kids one day to be, like, why, like, why don't you talk to your mom? You know, like, stuff like that. So I guess, like... I know that I don't want to like completely cut her out of my life, but I guess like my, my, like my main question is like, where do I even start? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't even know like where to start. To, like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I, you know, what, yeah, what, I mean, I've had the fact I've, it's hard for me cause I've, I've had, I've been very blessed with, uh, you know, parents I've had always had a pretty good relationship with. I mean, there are, you know, no parents are perfect. And certainly as I've gotten older, even the perfect parents, like parents always kind of fuck up their kids a little bit in some way. Like, even if you have amazing parents, it's just you, every parent's projecting a little bit. And then you kind of grow up and you're just like, man, my parents, and they taught me some crazy ass shit back when I was a kid, you know? So like, you're not alone there. Yeah, but yeah. that being said, I've always had a really great relationship with my family and, and you're telling the story of a, what sounds to be incredibly toxic. I mean, your, your mom sounds very toxic, quite honestly. I mean... Um, you know, I guess we're only getting your side, so to speak, but she sounds fairly miserable. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. And so there's only so much you can control when it comes to her, you know, um, for, in your case, you know, for your own, um, you know, mental health or just happiness, you, I think maybe you just kind of have to get to a point. And again, I say this not being really able to relate to you or, and, and know what you're going through, um, is, you know, try to just focus on what you do have. And it, while it sucks that your brother is overseas, hopefully you from time to time can still communicate with him. Uh, I'm assuming you also have like friends and while he is your closest person, yeah. you know, um, it's always, you always kind of reconnect with, as you grow older, you will, your brother will always be your best friend, means your brother, right? But you'll yeah. maybe form closer relationships with friends too, you know, and, and just kind of connect with them and, find the people in your life to kind of fill the void that your mother unfortunately isn't happening and when it comes to your mother what can you do i mean it might just be one of those things where you just have to 
um, let her know that you're you're not going to back down. You know, my 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 grandma who just passed away, R.I.P. Wonderful grandmother, but you know, my mom and her had a somewhat contentious relationship. And I kind of remember now as I've gotten older, but when I was younger, and my grandma was very controlling and, and um, very good at shaming and, and very kind of, in her own way, manipulative with my mom. It was kind of back in the day. I feel like that's kind of how my mom Yeah, did. my mom had the or, same relationship with her mom. Yeah, and it was just, I remember as a young kid, a lot of fighting between my grandma and my mom. And, you know, my mom loves my grandma and they were very close in in, in my adult life. But... I think sometimes parents are used to the power they have over their kids. And and so kind of their 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 playbook is to kind of judge and shame because it's like, well, I'm going to I'm I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed kind of thing. Yeah. Um now that you're an adult, she probably, you know, you're she's only a few few years removed from, you know, the 15, 14-year-old, 16-year-old girl that she was still very much the mother of. And I think not knowing your mother or like kind of this very interesting dynamic, it might just be over time her having to decide, do I want a relationship with my kids or not? Because my yeah. daughter clearly is, this is who she's going to be. Uh, and then it, I think it's kind of always putting your foot down with your mom saying, you can either accept me for who I am and love me or you are, are not. But this is who I am. And, and, and not allow her to make you feel guilty or shame. I wouldn't ever um, put up with it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't listen to the criticism or judgment that she throws your way if there's backhanded compliment, uh, backhanded like this thing she says or little digs. I, I wouldn't allow it. I wouldn't, I would stand your ground. And I think in a way, I mean, you're kind of describing, and, if I'm, and I apologize if I'm being harsh, you're, you're describing your mom's a bit of a bully, you know? And yeah. regardless if it's your mom or not, the only way to, kind of face a bully is to let them know that they they can intimidate you um you know have you what were you happier the year you weren't talking to her yeah honestly yeah honestly i feel really bad when i like say things like that but my dad has asked me that before he's like well you see like now you guys are talking and like it, it's not like we're talking like we keep it very cordial sure um you know we see each other and it's and it's just like hey like how have you been like blah blah blah, blah. he's like we'll see like aren't things better this way and i'm like I mean, in all honesty, no. Yeah. I was, I truly was happier the year that like I didn't talk to her. I think you have to do what makes you the healthiest mentally. And so you can live your full life and, and not worry so much. You know, you, you, yeah, your dad will be sad and that's unfortunate, but you, at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for you. I, yeah, I, if anything, I just kind of to echo what Rochelle said, I don't, try not to feel like this is your cross to bear right. or your burden or like that somehow you're responsible to make the family uh, yeah. okay. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I would remind yourself that um, this family drama that might in, feel almost like your fault because you know what I'm saying? Like it's not, I mean, clearly your yeah. mom is based on what you're telling us a bit of a, I don't know. She's kind of a nightmare. Well, she sounds like <laughs> bitch, she feels bad yeah. about herself. So then she's, projecting that onto her daughter yeah, like whatever the reason it's just not your fault yeah you know and so it's not yeah. your cross to bear and i just if you want a relationship with your mother you know by all means work on that uh, but don't feel like it's your responsibility and other than just being sad about not having a relationship with your mother which everyone obviously would want it's it sounds like you've made it clear you want one and she's made it clear that she wants it only on her very strict on terms. Her, her, uh, and, and that yeah. is being literally a different person and, and doing exactly. everything that she wants. I mean, at this point, you're an adult. 
You know, you have the right to do whatever the fuck you want. And, you know, your parents, I'm sure, tried their, as all parents do, you know, for the 18 years you're in your house, they're going to, they're certainly going to try to mold you the way they hope that you are. And hopefully they give you good morals and whatever. And sometimes they, like we talked about, kind of overstep their boundaries. But once you're an adult, it's kind of like, it's on you. Now it's your life to mold for yourself. And and hopefully yeah. everyone is lucky enough to have parents that their parents on, on at the end of the day will just love them you know, for who, who they decide to be. But, you know, unfortunately, that's not always the case. But it's not your burden. And I just try not to feel like you have to cross that, uh, bear that cross. I just think, you know, what you can do with your mom, I'm not going to be that much help other than the fact that I think you should stay on your ground and and recognize that your mom's a bit of a bully and treat yeah. and, and respond the way you would any bully. Well, I, I struggle with my relationship with my mom too. And I think it's because her mom treated her so poorly, but so I'm in therapy and I work on like setting boundaries. I'm like, mom, you're not, I won't let you talk about like my body or my weight. Like that's just, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to talk about my career in a negative way. Like I've tried to set boundaries and then like, she just, she constantly just ignores the boundaries that I set. So then you have to go back and reevaluate, but you know, boundaries are a really good tool when you're working with your mom. But if, if she's not responsive, then yeah, it's like, it's in like, it's in one year in your own, like just right out the other. How do you deal with that when you try to do, you know, like the right thing of setting your boundaries and you're like, I mean, again, I, you can speak to this much better than I can in terms of like, how do you persevere knowing that you have this, uh, desire to have this relationship with your mom I at have the a same deep, time. Deep, deep, yeah. deep desire. Like for me, cutting my mom out would like destroy me sure. because I don't know why. I just like couldn't. Eat. Like I'm starting to cry just thinking about it. Like I could never do that. And like I've worked. Like I keep trying to um, talk to her and explain to her. And I do think she's starting to understand more when I when I talk to her, which for me is good. Like I think you have definitely a more extreme um, example. But like my therapist always reminds me that she's doing the best she can. This is truly the best she can and that she does love you. And she thinks she is doing the right thing for you. So it's like I love her in spite of maybe the harmful comments that she makes about me. But um, that's tough. It's very tough. It's very tough. So I really feel for you. Yeah. yeah, and she's like, and my mom is just like her mom. Yeah, so like exactly. A lot of it has, it's just yeah, passed a lot on of it trauma. Has to do with like the way, yeah. 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 I mean, my mom, is, I, I love my mom, but I will say, like, yeah, I mean, you know, certainly my mom has some of my grandma in her. Right? My, my, my mom's not a shamer, though. She's oh, very accepting and loving and. But there's, you know, I mean, again, no parent are per- even the yeah. perfect ones aren't aren't perfect. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I feel for you, and and um, you know, obviously, it makes me feel lucky to have the parents I have. But um, you know, it's it's tough. I mean, I yeah, I couldn't, and I mean, like, I I'm imagine. so lucky. Like where my mom falls, like I truly have the best dad and the best brothers in yeah. the world. And so, so like yeah, I so like I, I yeah. And yeah, and that's obviously not everyone is lucky to even have that. And uh, yeah, stay close with your brother as much as you can while he's serving the merit- military. Tell him yeah. thank you for us, by the way. And you know, maybe it's a good chance to connect with your other brother. Yeah, you know, just try to find bonds in your life. You're you're gonna have various relationships. Nothing is, and don't feel like you're trying to replace the one with your mom too. I mean, I don't know. Again, maybe like you're better at speaking this than I am in terms of. 
is it more just about acceptance kind of you're saying of a, like acceptance but also like not letting her i i won't let her talk to me in a certain way anymore because it really affects me negatively so it's a combination that's what i mean what i mean by does, accepting yeah it does really like affect because like the i've let her talk to me so poorly for such a long time so then you start that, like i would let other people talk to me oh, so yeah. poorly for yeah. such a Time. Yeah. And then, like, I would stay in relationships where I was talked to so poorly for such a long time just because, like, I was like, well, like, this is normal. Like, this is yeah. how people talk to me. And, like, for such a long time, like, I thought that was normal. Yeah. Yeah, don't do not do that. Yeah, and I meant, what I meant by acceptance is, is the, um, like I said, the cross to bear of, like, accepting that this is the relationship you have. Exactly. And, and, she's and not she's, evil. She's, she's not evil doing, and, yeah. and not trying to do more than you even, like, there's yeah. only so much you can there's do. So and I'm assuming that early on and maybe you feel like you are overcompensating and, and trying to, you're doing like 90%, it feels like maybe you were trying to do 90% of the relationship with your mom, you know, like, and that's what I mean, accepting that, like, it's only so much you can do and then not feeling that burden or, or yeah. you know, because I feel like that, not having done it, I feel like that can be very heavy. Yeah, and I love yeah. what Nick said, like, it's not your responsibility to keep the family together, yeah. so gotta let that go. And the, you're, you know, you're, and your family loves you, um, your mom in her own, obviously, way, but, um, yeah. you know, uh, it's tough. I feel for you, but uh, stay strong and, and try not to, uh, uh, you know, lift weight that is not, not yours to lift. Yeah. And, and over time, you know, I think. Yeah, who knows? People change. They, they do. Um, yeah, they do. Yeah, it's your mom. Yeah, you're 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 only 22, so like your mom, like you know, Rochelle's older than you, and it's it's she's still working on, <laughs> yeah. you know, that relationship. And I can tell you, my mom's relationship with her grandma. I mean, it wasn't maybe until you know that even changed. You know, my yeah. my mom's relationship, yeah. my grandma was different when she was 22. Very yeah. much when my, she was 40. Yeah, and 50, yeah. and you know, it's it's it, exactly it that's kind of like expectation just to like cut her off right now. Like it'd be so easy to just like cut her off and just like you know, let it be what it is. But I am so young and she is so young. But you can't, like don't think of it as cut off. Sometimes maybe thinking of it as like a timeout space, you know, like keep that window and door open, but just don't feel like you have to put yourself in a toxic environment. Exactly. You know, and keep the doors open and just say like, I just need to remove myself temporarily from this thing because it's not, because right now it's not a healthy thing. Maybe, and then maybe in the future, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. So, well, thanks for calling and thanks for sharing. Uh, I know it's Thank tough, you guys. but uh, we appreciate it. And best of luck. Thank you, guys. Bye. Right. Bye. <laughs> yeah, parents. Tough. Oh, parents will fuck you up, man. Yeah. It's like I, I, I'm not a parent. I hope to be, obviously. But like, even in LA, you, you, you know, it's a, you know, with social, you see everyone's parenting methods. And in LA, it's certainly <laughs> a little bit more uh, progressive. Yeah. And it's just like, and then. Uh, you know, some of the new parent, parenting styles, you think, yeah, that, that maybe that's a better way. And then sometimes you'd see, you wonder, man, is this parent going too far? And it's, <laughs> you know, it's like, but we, yeah. as parents, man, it's, it's, oh. it's, you can just basically try not to fuck up your kid. Yeah. And even then, you know, it's hard. It's hard to be a parent. I, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. And I think kind of to your point, all parents are trying to do what they think is best. I, I, that's what my therapist always says, like, everybody's doing their best. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes their best just is misguided and wrong. And that comes from Ugh, it's who like knows years what? of, yeah. <laughs> year, like, year. I mean, like yeah. in the grandma before that. I know. I mean, who knows? God only, like, yeah. only knows. But 
you know, and it's tough because as as kids, I mean, I, I you know revered my parents, we and we all would do, you know. And that's that's and it's it's so hard to think of your parents in a different way and accept that maybe they're not the deities that you once thought they were, but yet they still are your parents and there's a level of respect you should and and always have, but like, you know, not, not disappointing that. I don't know. I know. I've, I've have, you know, I've been very lucky and I, I, I don't forget that while my parents not perfect, they, they truly have, they've never made me feel, uh, like I didn't have their love and acceptance. And then, and that's, uh, I'm very lucky to, to have that because I know that's not always the case. How's it going? Hey, I'm Kate. I'm 22. How are you? I'm good, Kate. Thanks for asking. <laughs> How can we help? So um, I have a really, really good friend. Mm-hmm. I would say he's one of my best friends. And I'm starting to wonder if I possibly maybe potentially have feelings for him why what's what's changed i don't know what's changed i've known him for a couple years um but recently like i've been dating around and and i find that every time i'm on these dates or with these guys i just i wish i was talking to him instead okay so uh have you broached this subject with him no uh at all no that's something that he and I just don't talk about uh, relationships with each other. That's never been a topic that we've touched. And I don't know the reasoning behind that. Uh, um, is, he, uh, is he single? Is he dating someone? No, he's single. Is he talked to you about other women? Maybe when we first met, like barely. Um, like it would come up in passing, but that was back when we first met. Um, and now it's just a really, really solid friendship. We talk every day, all day. Um, so is, but your... we've never, go ahead. I'm sorry. But we've never actually broached the topic of like, um, people that we're interested in right now. Is your, and is your question kind of like, what should I do? Should I take a week yeah. or, you know, I'm like petrified of ruining this friendship. I don't know if either of you have ever been in a situation like this. Um, like I value this friendship so much. But at the same time, I can't date other people because I can't get them out of my mind. Well, well I mean, one thing I thought was interesting in your email is that you said um, this. I'll just read it without sounding super conceited. This is something my friends have told me, not that I think it of myself. Is it possible that as a woman in engineering, a varsity track athlete and ambitious career goals that guys may be intimidated? And he thinks that I would never be interested in him because I never talk about guys around him. I thought that was kind of an interesting subject. You're, this guy said this to you? No, she... No, other friends have. Her friends have said she might be intimidating to guys. Your other female friends? Yes. And I do think... I've and heard no. that a lot. Of women thinking they are intimidating. To I've, I've... Yes, I've certainly heard that a lot. That yes. women think that. Yes. I just don't think uh, that's generally the case i do think different men are attracted to different types of women you know so there might be sometimes you might feel like misunderstood you know as a woman in a very male dominated industry or it or as a woman who's an athlete uh men might correctly or incorrectly perceive you to be uh, less demure or less uh ladylike that may or may not be true right and so that you might be you might face some like unfair perceptions and then and maybe you are like not as dainty or as as other women and some guys are like are into not right so i think it's more a preference not necessarily intimidation 
Um, Do you think that would be a reason a guy wouldn't date someone? I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I, I, again, I've always been very attracted to motivated and, and intelligent women. I like uniqueness. So like a girl who was an engineer, the fact that she was an engineer, the job itself would, I would find to be neat. Now, I don't know what it's like to, to, if I dated someone as analytical as me, that, I don't know, that could, that itself could be an issue, but the idea wouldn't bother me. What's funny, I... Um, on Hinge, the question that on Hinge asks like these questions that you have to answer, and one of them is, "I'm strangely attracted to," and they fill it in, and they always say attract. Uh, they say uh, intelligent women. I'm strangely attracted to intelligent women. I'm like, why is that strange? I think that's probably a cultural thing, don't you think? I guess, but I think it's kind of a men, and I also sometimes think it's men uh, thinking they're gonna like sound woke. But also yeah, they, they end up sounding shallow. Yeah. You know, it's just like, you know what? I don't just want to have sex with the hot chick. Yeah. Or I'm not just physically attracted. I also respect your intelligence. Right. You know, like I think right. they think this is an opportunity to sound like they're more open minded and it right. kind of comes across as the opposite. But you don't think because a woman is successful that that's like a reason why guys wouldn't like her. Uh, listen, I'm sure there are plenty of guys out there. We still, you know, it, we still have a long way to go despite our progress. I do think, you know, men, some men might feel emasculated by uh, a confident uh, woman in the working world. I I don't know. I can't speak for all men. That's certainly the case. I just also think in general, more often to not, when when women friends tell their other women friends, oh, he's scared or he's intimidated, (laughs) they're projecting, like, your guys, you just, you're, I find that women are really good at helping each other make excuses (laughs) of, oh, guys, this might not be into you. Yeah. You know? Um, So just be careful that way. As far as this particular guy, I mean, we've talked about this a little bit on the other show. It's just like, you're going to just have to decide at some point. Uh is it really worth the risk? If you do have feelings for him, and I've said this before, then eventually this relationship is going to end. You know, it's like he's going to meet some girl and she's going to sense that you're in love with them and she's going to have, it's just going to be weird, right? Or eventually you will just get tired of having feelings for this guy you're not with. And, you know, you're just going to get exhausted. That might be three or five years from now. It might be a year or six months. So I'm just of the opinion, if you truly think that you all have feelings for him, then, then, then go for it. And maybe at the other, the only, the flip side of that is we talk about boredom a lot, you know, are you just kind of bored, you know, or are you, or, or are you, have you convinced yourself you have feelings for him because you've been on a series of like not great dates and he's like, you just enjoy his company. But I, what I'd ask you is what stopped you from having feelings for him when you first met him? You know, why wasn't he a guy that you met and go, ooh, it's like, ooh, who's this guy? You know, like, I'm curious about that. Because for me, and maybe this is a guy thing, I don't know, or maybe this is a me thing. To me, I pretty much know off the bat, like, am I excited is th- like in terms of a potential partner versus like, what a neat person I enjoy spending time with. <laughs> and I, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then I get to know them and, and like where there's a connection and I just enjoy hanging out with them regardless of their gender. And so we become friends. And so I'm curious to you is what, why, um, why wasn't there an instant spark on your part um, that you s- think you feel now? He was seeing somebody. Oh, so you just didn't? Oh. Well, yeah, but I people I might be seeing all the time, and I think to myself. So when you found out he was seeing someone, were you immediately disappointed? 
Um, I wouldn't say disappointed. I just never considered it as an option. That's hard for me to relate to because if I met some, a girl <laughs> and I, I, again, I, regardless of not knowing anything about them, I'd be like, oh, who's, who's Becky? Oh, Becky has a boyfriend. It was, like a, it, was a, it was a very long-term relationship for him. It was never in the question. I'm just saying could- regardless, when you met him, when you meet anyone, especially of the opposite sex, you have a, an immediate reaction, whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, when they meet someone, and it might just be like, ooh, who is this person? I don't know. You're just a naturally, I mean, often it's a physical attraction of being like, ooh. And then you learn a little bit about, and you're just kind of like, ah, oh, damn it, they have a, and there's that immediate disappointment. And then, or, or not, or they're single and, and you're like, you kind of figure it out. And I'm just, I guess what I'm saying is, if you really have feelings for him, eventually you're going to have to shoot your shot. But the only thing to be mindful of is really kind of assess out, are, are you just bored? You know, um, is it there? Are, are you getting discouraged about your dating life in general? And therefore he's just conveniently there. And, and not that you don't value him and he isn't a great guy, but I'm curious as to what's changed other than, you know, I get that you think about him. So I, I don't really have an answer why. Only you can answer that question in terms of your feelings, but... If Let you, me pivot my question then and say, if I were to broach a topic with him, is there a way I can, is there a way I can do it without, um, if the answer is no, without like completely ruining the friendship? Yes. Maybe. I don't I've, okay. I've asked a lot of my guy friends out and they've said no. And a lot of my friends have asked me out and I've said no. And we're all still friends. We are. So we, could you give? Some, it's just you how you react. Wording? It's how you react if he rejects yeah. you. Is if you're just like, yeah. oh, cool. You know, I just had to shoot my shot. You know, if yeah. you're very, very chill after they reject you, it's like fine. Yes, it's kind of on you. <laughs> to Rochelle's point, like there's no magic word of how you ask. It's how you respond if you don't get the answer you want. Yeah, and you maybe and if you have to take a time out a few days away and avoid the <laughs> awkwardness because the more you make it awkward they'll feel guilty and weird but if you can be chill and and, and accept it and then move on and 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 you act the same way you did before mm-hmm. then yes then you have a shot and most likely he will i mean listen i've had female friends that are platonic and uh, they ne- didn't necessarily like put themselves out there, but there was a thought of like, God, why haven't we stopped hanging out? <laughs> you know, and there's been sadness and disappointment. My point, my point is, he he must value your friendship, right? So mm-hmm. he's not going to want to lose you as a friend. It's only going to happen if he gets past it. So I agree with Michelle. Like I can get past it if if with if with my female friends because I never wanted to have sex with them in the first place. <laughs> right. So as long as they like can be cool, <laughs> yeah. I can be cool too. But sometimes they can't be cool. Right. So it's really on you. <laughs> okay, go so, for it. Yeah, it sounds like you want to go for it. You're smiling when you smiling think about nonstop. It. Yeah. Like, um. Ugh. Yeah. Just the and, and while there's no magic thing you can say, the 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 chiller the chiller you can be. Oh yeah. Even when you ask the question, feel. confident, but you know, just be like I I'm gonna be honest, and just put it out there, man. Yeah. You know, that's the only way to do <laughs> it. Just kind of rip that bandit off and um and kind of be like, listen, if you don't, that's fine. I but. Give us right. an update when yeah, you I am out curious. What Will you? For sure. Okay, just email. maybe. All right. Maybe. All right, have a good day, guys. Thanks for Bye. calling. Best of luck.
I like when you came up with your theoretical girl crush. Her name is Becky. Becky. <laughs> Sounded fun. You don't see a lot of Becky. Becky's these days. usually the bad one. Becky with the good hair. She's a Becky. Becky, like, like, like bad one, like a Chad as a guy. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever met a Chad, Chad that's not a just a dick? Uh, I've met some hot Chads. Oh, I'm not saying Chads aren't hot. <laughs> <laughs> They're just assholes. I met some dumb Chads. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that. Hot and dumb. Uh, I mean, you know, the the on the constant uh, crossing that ladder, oh, uh, taking the leap. Yeah. Yeah, I I think you eventually just have to. I I, I feel like uh, you eventually have to take the leap, but you should always wonder if you really want to i do think sometimes people get bored oh uh that's why i'm just curious and again everyone's different everyone falls for people differently you but think I, they just destroy their friendship because of boredom no i'm just thinking okay two people start being friends and let's say in this in a fictitious scenario it is a mutually platonic friendship there's no like one person's accepted yeah. that the other person has a girlfriend whatever yeah they're just true good friends yeah. i'm always curious is and then one person develops feelings. I'm curious as why didn't that happen in the first place? Um, and so, you know, and so, and you I think, think pe some people are diamonds in the rough. Maybe I'm not saying it's not possible, but <laughs> I do. We always talk. I mean, shit, this entire like show is about people being discouraged about dating. And so <laughs> when you get discouraged about dating, it's kind of easy to be like, well, fuck, you're here. But I don't see you what's know? so bad about that. No, I'm not saying it is bad, but we Oh, we always do things we wouldn't normally do when we're bored. Oh, yeah. And I, or we don't get discouraged. And I sometimes wonder, what would you do if, <laughs> like, if the guy you liked three weeks ago liked you back? Yeah. You know? I'm just, I think it's worth asking yourself the question before you put yourself out there. Yeah. But she seems obviously very excited about him. Oh, my God. She was, could not stop smiling. Yeah. So. Oh, my goodness. But in Tim... That thing about like, oh, he's just intimidated by me. I don't think that's no, true. It's not. Special. Let's stop saying that. that. Let's stop making excuses yeah. for why some people might not be into you. Yeah. He's, it's not because you're too great. <laughs> it's not. Or he's not scared. He's not scared. Not scared. He's not scared at all. You're not too perfect for him yeah. to handle. You're not too strong or independent. <laughs> I mean, you are maybe strong and independent, but like, nah. How's it going? Hey, um, I'm McKenna, I'm 23. McKenna, 23. <laughs> how are you really good thanks for asking how are you rochelle me yeah oh good great <laughs> everyone's great <laughs> how can we help mckenna so i kind of have two problems um my first problem is a little bit more like overarching with my relationships and then my second problem is more like what's happening today let's uh so let's start like with the I second start... with the second okay yeah. So my second problem is that I matched with this guy on Tinder about, I don't know, a month and a half ago. Okay. And he's this gorgeous French model. France. And <laughs> we've been dating for about a month and a half now. Um, but the problem is that he's moving back to France next month. So okay. it's kind of hard because we both have expressed like, deep feelings mm -hmm. but he doesn't want to really take things like to a serious level because he's leaving so yeah makes sense makes sense yeah obviously but <laughs> i guess i'm just really scared because first of all he's the most attractive person i've ever been with and i don't really want to like lose that <laughs> but also 
I'm scared to lose him because I feel like maybe it could be like a cover up that's kind of like covering up the fact that I'm hurt from like my past relationships and it's like a nice little distraction right now. So, okay. yeah. Um, well, that's, that's honest in terms of, uh, what's going on here. I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong. It sounds like ever since you met, uh, French guy, French hottie, uh, it's all been yeah. very exciting, you know? Yeah. Right. I mean, the fact that you met, is his name Jacques? Yeah. Whatever. What's his name? <laughs> it's not Jacques. It, but he has a strong uh, French sexy. Accent. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and he walked in Paris Fashion Week, so like he's not like he's yeah, very like suave and calm. Yes, yeah, this is very exciting. You like you you. Yeah. <laughs> it's you know, like it's someone, like on another level that I've never really experienced. Someone before. someone walked up to you and and gave you a keys to a Ferrari and said, "Oh, you can drive it for a while." You know, not pro- forever. Not forever, but uh, I'm not using it right now. Um, Wait, yeah. but is he good and better just hot? Because that's a common problem. Okay. So, Rochelle, that's also my other problem is that, like, at first he wanted to have sex and I was, like, not really about it because I do that with people that I'm serious about, whatever. So I shut it down and then we got to know each other more and then I wanted to, but then he's, he's shutting me down now. Like, I oh, care about you too much it. and I'm leaving. So, so have, you, have you had sex with him? We've had sex like once, but it did not last long because he freaked out. And he's only had sex with one other girl. So he's also kind of like freaked out about it. How old is Frenchie? He's 21. Okay. So he's younger than me. (laughs) No, I know. I can do math. (laughs) (laughs) No. It's a Ferrari that doesn't drive very well. He won't. Um... (laughs) And you've been hurt before in past relationships, yes? Yeah. That's kind of going into, like, my overarching problem is that I've, like, for the last six years, I've been in three two-year relationships that have all ended, like, within a month of the second anniversary. So I'm kind of feeling like I'm, like, unlovable past two years. (laughs) But besides that, all of them started as kind of a rebound. So I'm, like, this French guy, I feel like, I want to take it to the next level, maybe because that's like a pattern that I've had in the past. Yeah, you're a, you're a monkey swinging from one vine to another. Uh, I know. <laughs> you're 23. You've had three two-year relationships. That puts you at like 16. Uh, since you've ba- you've been like, you have no business having that many boyfriends for that much of your life as a 23-year-old. I mean. You know, and and you're hanging on to baggage that you had as like a 16, 17 year old. I mean, God, I mean, no doubt that when you when you connect with someone that young, those feelings are very real and genuine. But at the same time, it's certainly not uh, like a relationship you should do much comparing to. You know, other than the fact that those feelings, I, I'm no doubt feel very real and are are real. But um, don't hang on to 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 the baggage of like two like newbies not knowing what the fuck they're doing, trying to figure out life at the same time dating. And then and yeah. a- anyway, hang on to that baggage. Y- you clearly need some time maybe for yourself and you're so used. And here you are, you know, at 23 and again, probably feel like this is when I planned on settling down and you have all these built in expectations and you've been trying to yeah. literally probably find a life partner since you were a teenager. Um, so yes, it's it's good that you seem to be aware that maybe there's an issue there. Um, 
there's nothing wrong with this French hottie fun thing you're doing. Yeah. But be realistic about it, you know? It seems like he is. Like, in my head, I'm like, will I ever find another 10 again? Well, <laughs> will I? I, Listen, the 10s are usually not good in bed. I'm going to come out and say that. I'm going to come out and say that. They are too, they've had an easy life. They're They're used to everyone doing things for them. They're not, this is... You'll I'm learn making this. this all about me right now and wondering, wondering, does Michelle think I'm not a physical tenor or therefore can she just assuming I'm bad and bad? Or I'm, I'm just making this about me. Um, I love that you're like, oh, I'm yeah. obviously a 10. No, I'm just wondering. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm being narcissistic. Oh, God. Um, I think there's, there's certainly some truth to that. Yes. There's a lot of truth. There's, I've met a lot of even, like, I haven't slept with any men, but I've met a lot of good looking guys. I mean, be, going on the Bachelorette for the first time was my f- really kind of a, a, a awareness of meeting all these seemingly attractive guys and then having a conversation with them and being like, yeah, you're not a threat at all. You know, yeah. just like they're, they can, they're weird or kind of awkward or they're not charming. To Rochelle's point, a pretty guy is, you know. Fun to look at. Fun but... to look at. And maybe you'll get lucky with he's also charming and good at bed, but... <laughs> don't stick it out with a guy he's just fun to look at also there's plenty of model dudes you're, you're a beautiful gorgeous. woman you're a beautiful woman um and um yeah you are only 23 and i to rochelle's point you definitely uh as you get older and assuming you don't end up with frenchie that you're gonna look back and kind of laugh at this deep fear and desire that you both have of like maintaining this you know, God. I mean, even like a Ferrari, you know, yeah. if we're gonna use the car metaphor. Yeah. You know, Ferraris are fun for a while, but then they just become really impractical and inconvenient, especially like Gas if you live guzzlers. in a, a city. It's just like, oh, God. Maybe that Honda Civic, you yeah, know, you'd enjoy really, it more. Yeah, it's a way more of a comfortable ride, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I, as far as, as far as what you can do in this moment, clearly you've made him feel uh, a lot of pressure. And the fact that if he made he like just guilt and he's still he's young he's inexperienced and he's just probably in some ways intimidated by you you know you're older I mean dating at twenty one if I were dating a twenty three year old woman would be intimidating who's had serious boyfriends yeah he's had serious boyfriends and so he's just like oh, I don't know I just it seems a little if you just want to have fun with the Ferrari and take it for a spin just you know have some fun and if you don't like I should tell you so last week. We were like in his car fooling around or whatever. And I just like went out and said, like, I love you first. Oh, God. Oh, no. Yeah. I know. It was really scary because I was like, I don't even know if you like. And then he said it back. And after that, he's been like pushing me away, which is super confusing because I'm like, all right, if we both feel that, then. It's not that confusing. I mean, again, I'm not saying he doesn't love you or not, but uh, it's not. It wouldn't be shocking to me if uh, you said I love you and in the moment it just felt like the easiest thing to say back. Uh, And I don't doubt he likes you and he's not into you and he's probably also caught up in the moment of just meeting this hot American woman who's two years older than him and he's just like, it's fun, but uh, he might be in... But my point is, I think you've applied way too much pressure on this kid. Uh, You are you're getting caught up in this kind of love affair and instead of being practical about what it is, the fact yeah. that he lives in France um, and it's just, you know, probably highly unlikely that this is going to work out. 
And if it did, yeah. you know, being again, more casual about it and saying, listen, you're really great. And you're just probably not going to work out and accepting that. Like if it were to work out, you guys are going to have to like, it's going to be a different thing, not falling in love with them and having a Romeo and Juliet love affair. I mean, minus like the death at the end, but like this kind of throwing caution to the wind, it sounds exciting. It's fun to think about, but I think you're trying to have this kind of rom-com relationship and, and, and it's not very practical. Meanwhile, you're probably uh, kind of wrecking this thing that you have with them by applying so much pressure to something that should just be like a fun love affair that you'll think back and think that was really fun. Uh, yeah. So what do I do now? Do I how, when stop is he moving? communicating? When is he moving? When is he moving? <laughs> Next month. I mean, stop just, saying I love stop you. Stop saying I love you. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, just be like, you know what? You should say, listen, I'm not saying I didn't mean what I said, but obviously we got caught up in the moment and I know this much. What I want to do with you is enjoy you for the a time that we have and let's just have fun and whatever that means. Maybe it's going to the movies. Maybe it means f getting physical, but like, let's just enjoy the time we have together and we'll worry about the future when the future comes. But I don't want to stress out about this thing and, and build it up into something that it's not. And then you're going to spend three months like, you know, being stressed out about something that we all know how this is going to end. It's going to end with him moving home. Yeah. Right. You know, the ending, you know, if there's a part two, then who knows? We don't, sometimes when they make movies, we don't know they're going to make a sequel until a couple years later, you know? So right now, just know that this movie is going to end. And so, and you're gonna be alone for a little bit, and you gotta be okay with that. Yeah, when he does move, be fucking single yeah. for a hot second. <laughs> I'll try it out. You're I don't really know what that's like, but I, I, I know, I, I can tell. <laughs> um, and, and and you know, you're a pretty girl, and and you know, it's probably not hard for you to find guys who are attracted to you, especially the, the early attraction. Uh, and you have this built-in expectation of always being good enough to always have someone but like because everyone's human after a while people get sick of everyone's bullshit and they break up i mean and thank god you broke up with your first and second boyfriend i mean i you know i'm, I'm sorry if it hurt but like you want to be married at yeah. you know like right now i don't know maybe you do and i don't want to knock anyone who got married at 22 but also yeah, if you had been married you would never have gotten to yeah. caress that chiseled jawline right thank you very much rochelle that's great you know <laughs> You'd have been stuck driving a minivan. This Ferrari would have driven by. I'm like, oh, that would have been fun. And now you know. You know, and that's I think a good lesson to learn is that like sometimes being single opens doors for fun experience that you can look back and have fun. And when you when the time comes for you to be in a relationship, hopefully you'll have had these experiences so you can really appreciate the relationship you're in and, and being in the moment. But you're trying to kind of do two things at once and uh, I think you just need to chill out a little bit and don't always, um, don't always be a slave to the moment, you know, have some, try to have some perspective about being practical, um, and just enjoying the time that you have. Uh, cause I mean, I don't want to tease, but let's think about how cliche this kind of story is. And it's fun. You should, man, how, how awesome for you to have this experience, right? Like this is fun. You're going to tell this story years from now. And that's great. And that's part of life. But like falling in love with the French guy and, you know, we're in love. And so he's just not going to move. And, you know, like, come on. 
Um, I know my friends joke. They're like, how many people can say they've French kissed a French guy? I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, more than you think, but uh, <laughs> millions. Um, Six but, packs, though, they don't keep you warm at night. You know, they can. <laughs> Why are we hating on six packs? I'll agree to disagree. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, you'll get. You'll have plenty of hotties. Yes, and you're like he won't be the only hot guy you date. Yeah, definitely not. And you may not want to end up with the hottest guy you've ever dated. Yeah. To Rochelle's point, you know, um, looks do fade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some some less than others. I mean, not mine. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> God. Uh, I was just oh, God. really being vain right now. Um, you're going to be fine. Uh, don't don't waste the last month and a half or whatever it is you have with this guy um, trying to marry him. Have some fun, whatever that may be, because right now you're you're missing out on just an enjoyable time and some maybe potentially good memories. Okay. And then when he does leave, just be alone for like six months at least. That sounds so sad. It's not it's sad. It's not sad. You will, you will, it's not sad. It's not sad, and you will be thankful you did, and you'll have more fun experiences. Okay. All right. Get Au to know some people. You know, when you have this urge to say I love you to someone, just keep it to yourself and get to know them. <laughs> I mean, listen, Seriously. like, you're, you, this is, it's an excitement and infatuation. You don't know this person, you know? You don't know Frenchie. Um, you love being around them and, and for the first, how, you know, just love will evolve for you. So let it, let it evolve. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. Enjoy, enjoy it while you have it. <laughs> I will. All right. Bye. Thanks. Hard to, you know, those are always, you know, it's hard not to sound condescending or like a know-it-all or whatever. I, I am currently uh, reading uh, Gary's book uh, in preparation for him being on the show. And it's very good. And he just tells these stories about life. And a lot of them are anecdotal and funny. But a lot of it is this like perspective of like how he, it opens with, um, you know, just like he wanted to do the Peace Corps. And it was at like 22. Yeah. And he didn't do it because it was like, well, it was a two-year commitment. Oh, I know. And I was Same like, I can't, like, two years. I was like, I can't, three years. I can't, two years? I can't, I can't do that. That's, that's, that's my entire life. And I remember that feeling. Yeah. We all do. And then he talks about how like, how two years went by like that. And he thought to myself, I've literally done nothing. nothing. I could have just been in the Peace Corps. Yeah. Oh, you know, I only bring that up because it's just like, you know, um, you just, you won't realize that until later on. And so... Uh, it's great if you're in a relationship and when you're not, it can be equally great because you can experience other things. Yeah. Um, I, I dated this guy who was the hottest guy in my college. Then when I moved out here, we started like dating yeah. and I was like freaking out the whole time. I'm like, this is the hottest guy. This is the hottest guy I'll ever like get. And I was like, and he treated me so, so bad. But I was like, but he's the hottest guy. Just, and looking back, I'm like, yeah, what an idiot. You really like you kind of admitted to yourself and everyone like, oh, I don't yeah, care. he's hot. I was like, look at him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't he, care. He couldn't have been worse to me. Was but, he that hot looking back? I mean, now that I've lived in L.A., you're like every other person is like the hottest guy you've ever seen. What I'm saying is like you clearly like met him, thought he was hot when you first met him and then he only got hotter in your head by like kind of being 
not not having him, and then you got him, and it was just like he stayed hot. Yeah, he didn't disappoint. No, I'm not saying I'm sure he was attractive, but like you talk about him as if in the moment you were like, well, now I would be like, no, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was yeah, just like, exactly. He, yeah, sure. He was hot. Yeah, but not not so much that he could be kind of infallible <laughs> from being like a terrible yeah. partner. Yeah. Uh, but that just kind of comes with time. It really you know? does. You're the, 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 you know, often when we're younger, we have this fear of things not happening again or missing out or, or whatever. Right. And then we end up like, you know, and, and we only to come that like if you just are open to, to life, it'll all kind of happen mm-hmm. uh, yeah be, be aware of being the cliche hi i'm Kristen, and i'm 30 Kristen, who's 30 so nice for Lovely. you to call in how oh, wonderful i'm nick this is rochelle how can we help hi guys hi hi what's your question yeah what's your <laughs> what's your question yeah. Kristen? <laughs> so um so yeah thanks for having me on um so i figured i'd give you guys a little bit of context first um really quickly and then jump into my question if that works Wonderful. Um, so basically, um, my question is around uh, my current relationship and my relationship with one of my best friends. So currently, I've been with my boyfriend since last April, so about a year and a half. Um, we have a really great relationship. It's semi-long distance because he lives about an hour-ish away from me. So we kind of do the back and forth thing every weekend. Okay. Um, my family loves him. My friends love him. Um we've had like a really great relationship so far. Um, so I have this one friend who I've been super close with over the last five years. I've known her forever. Um, and she's made since the beginning, like little comments, like little digs here and there. But I always thought like, maybe I'm just being too oversensitive. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's just in my head. Um, but then this past summer I threw a 30th birthday for him. Um, all of his friends and his family and my friends and family came and it was an awesome time and I was super excited about it. And then the next day I found out, I was talking to my sister and she said, Hey, what was going on with so-and-so? And I said, I don't know. What are you talking about? And so she said, you know, she came up to me at the party and, you know, she was saying all these things and, you know, asking, are you making the right choice with him? Like are comparing him to like other situations I've been in and just like all this inappropriate stuff that probably shouldn't have been said at his birthday. Um, so my sister was very taken aback, um, didn't really confront it at the time, but then confronted her a couple of days later, um, over text, just saying, you know, I was kind of shocked. Um, we all love him. Not sure where this came from. Like, just want you to know, like, this would be really hurtful to, to Kristen if she knew. So she came back and said, you know, really appreciate you reaching out. Um, didn't really own that it was inappropriate and just said, you know, I'm just being a protective friend. So didn't really like apologize or anything like that. Um, so that, so my question is kind of since then I've had this weird kind of tension with her. We don't really talk as regularly. Um, and I'm wondering, is it a lost cause at this point or do you have any advice moving forward? Um, sure. Um, and this friend, she's married. Yes. Yes, she is. Yep. Um, just what, got married last year. Just got married last year. Uh, what do you think of her husband? I like him a lot. We've been really close. Um, I was super close with them prior to them getting married, and then like throughout their relationship, we spent a ton of time together. And they seemingly have a healthy and happy relationship. 
I think so, as far as I know. Okay. Um, has she always been a bit of a judgy person? Kind of. Okay. I would say so. Yeah, I mean, uh, and she's well, she was like your best friend forever. You guys were always close. Yeah. Yeah. Have you grown slowly apart over time? Is this like, or is this out of nowhere? I think over the past year, because I've been kind of in between, you know, different cities, essentially, it's been harder to make time, but also at the same time with her being married and having, you know, other things going on too, it's been harder for us to connect. Sure. And then, and you're, so just, it sounds like you, you're very happy with your, your boyfriend. Uh, what are some of the, I just had a curiosity. What are some of the things that she complained about? Um, well, I think one of the biggest things is just like the distance between us. Um, so he lives in kind of a more, um, country area and I live, you know, closer to the city. And she has a problem with that, Uh, but you don't. (laughs) I don't really, um, because it's, you know, it's not that far, um, and city versus like suburbs isn't like a a big deal to me. I I guess question without maybe too specific. Is there anything about what she said, minus the fact that it hurt that she said it at his birthday or that she said it behind your back? Is there anything specific that she said about your relationship with him that resonated with you or that you were in fact, even though you might think he's a great guy, kind of, you kind of agreed with or she completely just uh, off base. Like it, it just seemed really off base okay. without like knowing or being as close to our relationship as like, I would assume she would want to be. Um, and I think it's just one of those things where like we had talked for years about, you know, living in the same city, being around and kind of doing everything together. And now that that's not how it's, necessarily working out right now yeah I I, maybe it's coming from there yeah i mean so i I just want to ask all these questions because i don't really know sometimes people have a way of projecting like my first thought was maybe she like who knows she could be she just got married and maybe she's kind of slightly regretting it so she's projecting that onto you about like maybe you being right uh uh, in a relationship she could just be kind of one of those nosy bored people know-it-alls who like think she's justified for saying it and a bit of a gossipy that could be the possibility or again my other thought was who knows maybe maybe there's some things going on this relationship that she actually is recognizing and it's just hard to hear on your part but it sounds like maybe she is just off base here and 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 if that is the case I, i think you need to uh you know your sister said something to her right and she acknowledged it but you need to really sit down and talk to her. And I think you could say, Hey, listen, I really appreciate you as a friend. And so as a friend, uh, I value the fact that great friends will sometimes tell you the things that you don't necessarily want to hear. That being said, like it's not appropriate for you to ever talk about me or my relationship or him behind our backs, especially at a birthday party and gossiping to my sister about a relationship. If you have a problem with what I'm doing as a friend, I want you to come to me because that's what being a friend is. Um, I just need you to know that I'm super happy in my relationship. I, I, I recognize that long distance isn't necessarily ideal, but I'm comfortable with our current situation. And while like if, if he ends up being my forever guy, we recognize that things will eventually have to change, but I'm really happy with him. I think he's a great guy. He makes me happy and that's what's most important. So I hope that you can recognize that because I feel like ever since then we've grown apart. I think you need to have this conversation with her 
and you need to let her know to have a, you know, because going behind your back feels like she was dishonest. You know, that's not honest. Like she, that's not being a friend. Well, I was just trying to be a friend, but like, well, no, you were talking shit about my boyfriend at his birthday party, even if it was to my sister. That's not a friend being a constructive friend, sitting you down at a cup of coffee and saying, hey, listen, this might seem really awkward, but I just want to be honest. And that, even if she's way off base there, at least she has the best intentions of trying to do it in a productive way so that if she is right or you, you, you know, she strikes a nerve with you, you can talk about it. But this, this gossipy approach, is, is, that's not being a friend. And I think it's safe. I think it's okay for you to point that out. And it's okay for in the future, if she has an issue, to come to you first in an environment that's not uh, making you feel like you're stabbing me or my boyfriend behind the back, because that just seems uh, wrong. And I'm not okay with that. And if she can't recognize that, um, then that's not okay. Because she is making this excuse, well, I was just trying to be a friend and I was just trying to like look out for you. Fine, if she wants to do that, but not in that way. And you can point out there's a, a right and a wrong way of doing that. And that is not, in fact, not being a friend. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But kind of two follow-ups off that. So one, what is your perspective on the fact that like it's been like a couple months now? Like, will this, like, I feel like I should have probably had this conversation sooner. Like, will it have the same kind of impact, you think? And two, um what if she doesn't like own it? Like I said, and kind of give me that apology that I feel like I've been looking for. Well, that's up for you. Do I think it's too late? No. I mean, again, if this is someone who's been a lifelong friend, uh, an awkward uh, situation that's kind of gone on too long, like for three months, isn't the end of the, there's no, there's no amount of, there's no uh, kind of statue limitations on addressing something that bothers you. Right. Um, yeah. Right. There really isn't. It's only been a few months. Um, if if she doesn't if you don't get the re- response that you think you deserve um and then then at that point you have to evaluate how much of a friends grow apart you know if she yeah. really if if you point out the fact that it was inappropriate for her to talk behind your and his back about your relationship to your sister without coming to you and she can't acknowledge that that regardless of what she thinks is wrong that's a concern that's not a friend and that means that she feels justified of being a gossip and talking behind your back. And if that is the case, then that's probably, I wouldn't trust that person, you know, uh, to me, that's right. not a friend. And so friends, you know, friends come and go. Sometimes people do change. Sometimes we're friends with people because we've always been friends with them, but they have stopped being actual friends in the future. Um, and sometimes you have to cut your losses. Uh, she might have been a great friend and that might have been, you know, having a great single friend is great because you, you, you're friends simply because it's fun to go out. You enjoy going to the same places. You like the same movies. Uh, you're, you, you dated uh, the friends of who are guys that was convenient to hang out with. But sometimes that changes in a relationship because they kind of handle that differently. Now she has to be the real friend, the supportive friend, where it's just about having your back and communicating with you and uh, supporting you in things that she doesn't always agree with, but there's nothing unhealthy about what you're doing, right? Like that's being right. a friend and in kind of an adult relationship when you're not like being a friend is more than just partying together and having fun. Um, so start there and let her, you, you don't know, like stop thinking about what, how what decision you have to make 
because of her answer, reevaluate at that point. But don't be friends with someone who isn't being a friend. And that can be tough. That's so hard. Yeah. But people break up, you know, relationships end and not just romantic ones too. Um, And you can have toxic friendships just like you can have toxic relationships. Mm. So um, right now you're just kind of letting this thing fester and it's bugging you. And, you know, it, 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 the only thing, it sounds like maybe you feel like she's not going to give you the answer you want, you know? But Yeah. And if that's the case, maybe you kind of already know. But at the same time, sometimes you really have to point out what's going on. Because right now, your sister said, I don't think that's okay. Thanks for acknowledging. But she thinks she's justified because maybe she did have the best intentions. But no one, it sounds like, has pointed out that how she went about it was the, the thing that bothered yes, her most. Yes, that's what it was. And that right. she can't really justify. She can have a problem. She can have concerns for your well-being and you can say, well, I'm actually happy. And you could say this all could have been resolved if you would have spoke to me directly. But it was really hurtful, inappropriate and, 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 and to, for you to do what you did and how you went about it. And that I don't I don't I don't want that. I don't want you to do that, you know, because friends come to e- friends come to each other uh, head on. They don't gossip behind their backs. Right. So, yeah, no, that makes total sense. I would, I would do that and I would definitely address it and call her, call her right now and be like, Hey, let's grab a cup of coffee. Yeah. Right now. I would do it in person. Yeah. I would, I would have that conversation. For sure. I definitely yeah. wouldn't do over text. If you can't have it in person, FaceTime, if you can't FaceTime call, definitely don't text. Uh, ideally okay. get, get a cup of coffee and catch up. Um, and even if you like, don't say, Oh, I need something I need to talk to you about if you do decide to get together. Uh, but be direct and be honest um, and think of it just like a romantic relationship. It, it's a relationship that is not currently healthy and you're not feeling heard. So be heard, you know? Yeah. No, that makes sense. That's really helpful. All right. Well, Thank you, guys. Best of luck with your relationship, both the, the boyfriend and the uh, yeah. term friend. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. You too. Bye, guys. Bye. It sounds like she knows. Ugh, we always know. Sounds like she knows it. Right? Then yeah. that the sense you got that yeah. she thinks like this friends is kind of. Yeah. Talking that happens. out of school. It happens. Sometimes you're just like, I don't really know if I like you anymore. This isn't adding to my life. <laughs> yeah. People fall out of love with friends it's too. It's so hard though. I hate it. Yeah. I wish everybody could stay in your life forever. <laughs> Isn't that the dream? <laughs> Never uh, have to break up. That, yeah. Uh, people often make excuses for their actions by justifying, oh, well, I thought I was being a good friend. It's like how you go about it. Yeah. I, and I, that's, that's the thing. I'm a huge believer in a real friend is sometimes telling friends what they don't want to hear. Yeah. I hit my huge believer. Exactly. There's but nothing wrong with there's that. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's not what this that's is. Not, that's just um, being shitty. That's someone just being gossipy yeah um and she might just have done it wrong she you know she might sit down and be like you know what that makes a lot of sense i'm sorry i should have never done that right and you know what i was wrong and i won't do that again yeah and then great fingers we can reconnect but until she points out the thing that was wrong yeah you know the other she's just going to get defensive and and make excuses for her actions and never don't talk to someone because you're afraid of how they're going to react. Like you can't control that. No, but people are totally afraid of confrontation. (laughs) I mean, 